Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. I was born in a Petri dish. I'm just trying to make conversation. That's too far. <laughs> that was too far. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And welcome back to the War Room, everyone. As always, it is the Trivia Trickster himself, AJB. With me, as always, well, for now, given a little foresight here, for now, still the two chuckle fucks, the Commissioner PC Tony. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Foresight is something different. And foresight is someone's last name. And the IWC war chief pain in my ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tony's muted, or he he just yeah. had his thing up mm-hmm. on his ear instead yeah. of in his mouth, so that's why no one could hear what the fuck he just said. Fuck, I'll chuck you right out that door, motherfucker, like Uncle Phil did in jazz. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, ah! Uh, so what <sighs> is going on, guys? Um, we got done with Mania. We got some fun going, too. Oh, man, not just Mania. We got a whole list of things going on this week. So much so that Andrew basically wrote this show in, a, in probably within 30 seconds of messaging a text message. He went, man, this week uh, I like the new format, and we're going to do it just like this. Although the new format has also provided us with the old format this week. But they'll catch on <laughs> eventually, right, Andrew? <laughs> the new format is the old format. Just put a new coat of paint. It's fine. We just replaced numbers with words. It's more fun that way. Well, I'll explain it to him. So we always used to have five points and five topics and five different things, right? Narrow it down to that. But instead, just we just like decided, the Pentagon. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We were the mm-hmm. Pentagon of love. Uh, but instead, we've decided to go ahead and with our with our radio network. You like you didn't like that? You got you. I, no, you no, I kept going. No. I kept going. I kept going. I should have just kept going. I shouldn't even have fucking. I I should have paid no attention to your laughter. Um, you, sh- you shouldn't have. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, I, it was. Yeah, like a, dummy. Yeah, I'm, like a, I'm yeah. like a bad Saturday Night Live actor. Instead, we're gonna go ahead and follow the guidelines of our Chairshot Radio Network slogan: Sports, Entertainment, and Sports Entertainment. And we're just gonna make sure we hit all three of those things. And whatever we want to hit inside those genres that's important will come out. And that's a lot of what we believe in, and a lot of the shows we do, at least a lot of the shows that I do. If it's important, it's gonna come up. It doesn't matter what you plan beforehand, right? So, anyway, this week we're gonna go in that. Uh, no, we aren't. 
Yeah, we are. We're going to go in that order. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. And kind of a last call, a, a last notch uh, to one of the uh, more well-known and one of the better uh, rock stars in the world on probably one of the last American rock bands, great American rock bands in the world. We'll, we'll pay tribute to uh, Taylor Hawkins at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. So just explaining the, the old and new format that we love so much. I, I appreciated that. I'm pretty sure the viewers, listeners, anybody, they also did too. The, your I'll cats do, behind you, they probably cared too. I, That's not, nice. They're not right now, but they're you applauding. Know what? I can see them. We are going to be moving to Restream here. I'm going to have some time coming up uh, this weekend, and I'm going to be looking into that and setting everything up. And sooner than later, folks, you will be able to watch us live or listen on demand. Don't threaten people. We don't have enough listeners as is. They don't have to oh, fucking God. see us, too. Well, they don't have to. They can just listen later. Uh, did he really but go they through can... seven beers in one recording? Yes. Well, I mean, here, you can listen to Pod is War on Wednesday night instead of Friday morning. You can catch DWI podcast before SmackDown instead of after SmackDown on Saturday morning. And you get to catch AJ looking like Umberto Carrillo's fucking like really pasty stunt double right now. <laughs> I know you could probably catch the Greg DeMarco show then on Tuesday nights and then bandwagon nerds. You could watch live Sunday afternoons like bandwagon nerds goes off like a fucking like Uncle Ben, the big Ben's clock in 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 London. I mean, the rice is done and the clock's I going up. I fucked that one up and I didn't know how to bring it back. I don't know why I said that. Great, 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 that was great British that was a, yeah, that was bad. That was a that was a miscue. That was a miscue. That's why we got Tom Yeah, look, Big Ben. And so <laughs> you know the the moral of the story is eventually you'll be able to watch us fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> you won't just get to hear it. Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked long enough to where I can put a commercial in here. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Pot is War on Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Yeah, we'll be right back. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everyone. Welcome. To the greatest sports entertainment spectacular of all time, welcome to WrestleMania! I'm sorry, anytime I can play that guitar riff right there, it's it's just gonna happen. Um, you should always play that. Stop fucking playing Pitbull or whatever the fuck they get every year. Just play that one. <laughs> taste of your childhood earballs. I'll yeah. find the pitball one to close the show for you now, I promise. Folks, you can keep... <laughs> Folks, much like... much uh, un- Unlike, actually, I should say, Plat Blast 2020, you can count on PC Tunny. Oh, we got a slogan for 2024. Say no more. I'm not I'm not going in, no. <laughs> I didn't ask nope. you. Mm-mm. didn't ask you. Much like, much like I never was in on Andrew and Chris's campaign... Um, I never asked you. you I never asked you, AJ, to be a part of my campaign. So this is not turning into No, but into you, a you thing. totally were. It was like a silent I, auction. I wasn't. You were, you were the silent supporter. It's how I, it works. I wasn't, and he isn't. How's that sound? 
Yes, you were. No, I, I, I wasn't. Stop denying it. Okay, PC Tony, I wasn't, and Stop he is. Stop being the reverse Vince Russo. Take credit for some things instead of taking credit for nothing in that one. This is crap on a stick. <laughs> crap Be- on biggest a stick. swerve ever, bro. I don't want it. <laughs> That's the swerve, bro. I totally was for it. I just had to make it seem like I wasn't, bro. It's okay, bro. Don't yeah, worry, bro. Yeah, bro. Speaking that, that, of bro stuff, yeah, and bro guys, yeah, are you gonna bring, dude, go ahead, bring it up. A, bro this is bro a lot. This is perfect he time. was on WrestleMania too. Uh, Logan Paul, everybody. It's a true story. I told you him and Miz were like, gonna split. Pikachu in fucking spandex. It was, it was a, it was a tight outfit. I have to give him credit there. That he looked good. He's a doofus, but that was a good outfit. I like that. He wasn't bad in the ring either when he was wrestling. I mean, I, I, he did like six moves. He went to Kevin Nash's school. I hate the fact that he used one of my favorite moves, though. Blockbuster? Yeah, motherfucker hit a blockbuster. If, if Marcus Alexander Bagwell could do it for 10 years, anyone can do it for 10 seconds. Listen, anybody who's played a wrestling video game loves the blockbuster because it's a, a, a move off the top rope that you don't have to unlock. It's always there for you, right? It's something different. <laughs> You know, you, the guy, you wait for the guy to get up, and he's weary, and he turns around, he looks at you, and then perfect, you go over Blockbuster, right? Mm-hmm. It's beautiful in its simplicity. It's a good move. What I worked can at I a, say? I worked at a Blockbuster. Yes. I wish I would have said working at Blockbuster. No, I don't. <laughs> well, I don't think there's the like one... eight of them now. Is there eight of them? They were down to one. They were down to one. Have you ever seen the documentary on the last Blockbuster? It's excellent. No. Oh my gosh, Is you have to see it. I, it was, yeah. I, there might be more now. I don't think they came back. But anyway, I, I was all I was saying is I worked at a Blockbuster. This was 26 years ago, 25 years ago, 26 years ago. <laughs> back in the day, everybody. Oh, slap you. I can't wait till you can slap. the intro when I was born in a Petri dish. I can't wait till you can Skype slap somebody. <laughs> yeah yeah there's just a raise a hand there's no slap yet will smith uh, didn't get on the update just yet uh, oh there you go watch out chris rock um <laughs> oh, all i wanted to say it was, it was a skype joke oh yeah it was a, there that was good i liked that all i really wanted to say was i wish i still had my blockbuster polo what did you why do? No, no 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 what did you do to it is the better question Oh, I, I, don't I don't want to know what he did with it. That's the better I know. Answer. That's why I want to know. What was her I name? No, was I, it at least worth oh, it? Man, I don't know where. I don't know. It's just gone. Nothing happened to it. Nothing weird happened to it. It's just not around anymore. Uh-huh. What did I do to it? It's probably uh-huh. threw it out. I know. You had your girlfriend at the time wear it. And then you had her. Had no, to, like, I got a list. You because got, you had no, late no, no, fees. Stop, because you kept no, the movie oh too long God. and it was like Gremlins or something. Oh you got God. real kinky with it. <laughs> and then you had to return it to the box. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, can't put believe. it in the box. Yeah. <laughs> it was after hours. You had to slide it in. <laughs> you know, this show and my job <laughs> have been very interesting. I had thought I had it rough before. <laughs> I thought I had it rough. We were award-nominated. We were fucking chugging along, and I thought I had it rough then. And then I was like, oh, 
hey, you know what? Let's 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 do it with brothers. And I'm like, oh, this is this is fucking great, guys. And I love you, right? And now I'm like, well, fuck. Let's bring the <laughs> and other. And I was instantly fucking regretting that. Let's bring. Decision. Let's let's bring in another chuckle fuck, as AJ would like to say. And I'm like, oh goodness, man, this is gonna be the greatest show of all fucking time, folks. So you better continue to stay tuned right here. Um. So yeah, I loved WrestleMania, guys. At least when we do family stuff, it's not as bad as the Mysterios. Jesus Christ, Dominic is yeah. a train wreck. Yeah. At least he dressed like his real father for WrestleMania. Right. That's good. Tell everybody on the record, you watched it. I did. You it's did. true. You did. I watched I mean, it, and I enjoyed it. I know, it's a shock. Okay, all right. Then, no, then and I, the only reason why he watched it is because this is, I covered it. No, this is the best yeah. way to go with this, because everybody can tune into DWI Podcasts regular uh, Saturday morning, and you can listen to everything me and AJ think about it, okay? But today, since Andrew watched an entire two nights of WWE pay-per-views... Uh, mostly two an entire two nights. He, two knows, nights. he knows what happened. And he, I mean, that's a lot to watch. What, yes, it is. What were the two things you liked the least, and what were the two things you liked the most? Oh, least was New Day getting squashed by a bunch of wannabe Irish jobbers, because fuck, two of them are English, fuck them. I don't even, I don't know what that is, that's fucking stupid. And, um, hmm, probably their Ronda Charlotte match just kind of sucked. I, it didn't hit with me, I didn't like it at all. Two favorite things, though? Um... Stone Cold and Vince McMahon. I'm going to just count that as one because they're, they're kind of synonymous with one another. And Pat McAfee. What did you think of uh, Becky and Bianca? It was the best women's match out of both nights. Where would you it rank was, it? It wasn't bad either. Yeah. Like that That's underselling it, obviously, which isn't fair to the match. It was, it's a damn good match. Yeah. I thought the, for the women, they won the weekend. Who for the who do you think for the men won the weekend? Uh, Pat McAfee. All right. <laughs> With a special shout out to Wee Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's too bad that Johnny Knoxville couldn't get out of the way of the mouse trap because otherwise that would have been really cool. But just to see it bounce it's off. It's even of... better that he got clipped by it because no, the string he, didn't pull right. But he didn't. Yeah, I, that's what I mean. The whole thing. I wish the mouse trap would have actually, and we wouldn't have known how it's, much it would have hurt. It's better that it didn't because uh, he's a jackass. Okay. Yeah, how many times uh, did they fuck stuff up in all four of those movies? <laughs> that that was his whole sure. shtick. I'm pretty sure about half of them nearly died at least 20 times. I give a lot of credit to Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn bought into that. He looked like he was invested. He looked like he was enjoying well. it. And that that was a great gimmick finish. Nobody's hurt by that. That's just entertaining. On a list of wrestlers, I'll just say within WWE. I don't even – well, you know what? On a list of wrestlers in the entire world, Sami Zayn is one of the top ten easily. I'd say even higher than that, most underrated. Sure, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I can't really argue that one. That one's fine. I mean, any I mean, other company grabs him, and he's instantaneously their best heel, or their best face, and putting on their best matches and cultivating their best storylines. And then he saves a bunch of orphans in Tijuana. It's one or the other. Yeah. Or, or he wrestles uh, Kota Ibushi in a generic. river in Japan by a, with a kayak. Right? Didn't that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See? 
So uh, how, how do you guys Japanese feel stuff. about uh, it being a mania first, though? Because that was kind of fun. The first person to kick out of the end of days. Sasha got her first actual win. McMahon got his first fucking win. So th- there's a historic aspect to it. And I guess, yes, it's the first match that Stone Cold had in 19 years. So that wasn't they made a big deal about a lot of shit. Stone Cold, didn't have, Stone Cold didn't have a match, and I'll expound on that on the DWI podcast. Jesus there was a Christ. Yeah. There was a match. I will. Um, two. Live was, on DWI. Adam's going to drink Raw, they mentioned here. that it was a match in his first match in 19 years. I yep. couldn't believe they gave Logan Paul a WrestleMania W, which means I think he's going to be around for more, and I'm all for it because he looked good. They gave every celebrity a W this year. I know. I was. Getting, uh, yep. I was getting there. That was my whole thing. But why was Logan Paul like the special thing? I was gonna go down the list. He is the special thing. But he. I was. Gonna, I just started the there. Side of that. That doesn't uh, count. Okay, forget it. That's punching down. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna go to, and then I was gonna go to, I was gonna go to Knoxville, and then I was gonna go to McAfee, and then McAfee giving it back, and. You know, I was, I was those were the I was gonna do that. That was what I was. So you could oh. just just listen to yourself, listen to yourself in my voice in your head. Don't listen to me in your head. Listen to yourself in my voice. I do listen head. to myself. That that's no, you know, but but in my voice. Enjoy. But in my voice in your head, telling you about what no. what, what the. I listen. I listen to it in Liv Morgan's voice. That's how I do that. Okay. Okay. Carry I on. don't trust that blanket around you. Um, Why do you think the blanket's here? <laughs> Uh, AJ, would you like to add Ms. anything Morris before Sons. I have Andrew get, give his last thoughts so we can move on here? I mean, Rhea and Liv had the outfits of the night, even though they didn't win. And, uh, not looking forward to them too, probably breaking up. But hey, it, it, it's, they have a tag it could match. be something they big, have... but we'll get to that in a later topic when we talk about the rest of the Mania Fallout stuff. But yeah. they, have a, they have a tag title yeah. match next Monday on Raw, so there you go. Yeah, sure and that's do. probably what's going to cause it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just reporting here. I know, but we'll I cover that in one, that one of the future topics. I don't like when you guys do that to me. All right, somebody pass me the cool whip. Cool whip. I pronouncing the H. Stop putting so much emphasis on the H. What are you talking about? I'm just talking about cool whip. Stop it. Stop what? I'm just asking for some... You're eating hair! (laughs) All right, we're moving on to the next topic. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Sports, 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 sports. Not a sports fan, huh? That's too fucking bad because we got some topics to hit here. Uh, uh, Executive decision from from the golf man himself and... um, you know, three man weaves on hiatus, so I got to get our uh, sports in here, which we're going to. We're going to get a lot of sports talk here, whether it's some crazy weird topics, which I think will be fun once in a while, or when the big things happen. We have a good collection of sports fans right here. So, gentlemen, Tiger Woods, talk about needle movers, right? All the time in professional wrestling. This is one of the this is one of the two greatest needle movers of the last. Four decades, right? I'll I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. Ali was still you know moving the needle in the 70s at the rate these guys were. So 
you know, it's Ali, it's Jordan, it's Tiger. Yeah, I'm not denying that. I mean, I know there was speculation that he might not be in the Masters this year and everything. I think also... He confirmed he was. Well, yeah, I know Tiger confirmed he was. I I think you also said Mickelson's out as well. So Mickelson, the talk on Mickelson after all the comments about the Saudi League and everything that was really just not very well done. He lost all his sponsorships and everything. The speculation was that he wasn't invited to play in the tournament. The truth is that came out that he was invited and declined. Um, Tiger landed, we're recording on Wednesday the 6th on the eve of the Masters first day, opening round on Thursday the 7th. Last week, Tuesday, which would have been at the end of March, the 29th, he actually flew in to Augusta with his son and played Augusta that day I think he stayed and then he actually flew in Sunday night he had the intention of playing the entire time he's played nine holes three of the last four days he declined to play in the par three which got cut short by rain today but the main thing for him Freddie Couples said he looked great Justin Thomas said he looked great is if is how it's going to affect him walking the course four days in a row there is a lot of undulation here and I mean you people I'm not talking about little hills I'm talking you know, small mountains you're walking up here, up and down as far as the undulation goes, and it's some rough territory. So whether or not that repaired leg, he already made the big comeback once. Let's see if he can do it again. But people are talking. Networks are happy. I mean, fans are happy. His peers are happy. More attention on their sport means more money for them. I know. I mean, here's the deal. How much PGA, just just answer, like, briefly, because I have a second question how much PGA golf do you guys watch on a regular basis? I would say zero to maybe two times a year because you flip through. No? Okay. If Tiger... If if maybe you, one. I see you. I see you. If you're hanging, out, if you're hanging out on Sunday and you get a notification on your phone or social media or you're flipping through the channels and Tiger Woods is, is looking at an opportunity on the back nine at being at the top of the leaderboard... Are you going to hang out and watch? No, it's golf. Oh, you suck. <laughs> I will watch NASCAR before golf. Well, that's too bad. Note he has. AJ, AJ what I about you? I will watch you? the truck series, and no one watches the truck series, aside from hardcore rednecks, before golf. What about you, AJ? I, I mean, I wouldn't flip to the channel. I would pay attention, just be like, all right, this is a name I know. All right, let's see if Tiger can do it. I will I will pay attention to it. I'm probably not going to turn on a television, but I'll pay attention to it. All right. Well, screw you guys. We'll move on to the next topic. You're then. barking up the wrong tree for yeah, golf. I was about like, yeah, you I had to bring golf and tennis to... and other old white people's but... sports and get to step in. Okay, but <laughs> let's put it this way. I, I, You know what? I barked up the wrong tree there. You're right. And I knew that. And I knew that, right? But I've gotten Chris, to, repl- I've gotten Chris to watch golf because if you come down to the end of it, it's pretty intriguing, right? It's not a timed sport, but the fact that you guys knew about the fact already that he was confirmed to come back, and I haven't even brought up the fact, you know, I did you know that before I even brought it up the other day? Yes. Yes. Okay, so how much golf news have you known before they started talking about Tiger again? A decent bit, depending on how often I watch sports shows. You forget, I just like to watch sports shows. I listen to a lot of talk radio, a lot of... Th- it's background noise at work 
I'll have first take. I'll have all the sports center stuff. I'll have a bunch of whole bunch of different shit going on. So do I really retain it necessarily? No, but I do hear it once in a while. So it's not like suddenly because Tiger's back in the picture that now it's being mentioned more. I, I couldn't give you that one. Your Your Honor, the witnesses are badgering me. <laughs> I don't witnesses have a badger. Your Honor, the witnesses aren't cooperating the way I want them to to my questions. There we go. That's the better That's one. That's better. All right. Well, then I let's... don't care about golf enough to really notice. Like, let's, if, let's talk. Okay. If you think that it's being spoken about more, that is a much more knowledgeable place of reference than me. I was just. I should have moved. It. I should have moved on the first time it didn't land as the you fact should've. that. Yeah. Okay. There was. A, okay. NFL. Mm-hmm. NFL action. NFL action. Gentlemen. Hey, let's talk about the story that nobody's talking about. AJ brought it up before in, in an attempt to be – we're in an attempt to be more edgier like we used to be, folks. You know, whenever, whenever you come out – Lingerie Football League? Yeah, let's no, do it. No, not that. No, just because I'm the former NWA guy does not mean we talk about Camille Brickhouse. <laughs> One of the Lucky biggest both. things that isn't being talked no. about – AJ, you brought it up. I mentioned NASCAR. Do we want to get edgier huh? or no? Oh, we can get edgier. I don't – come on. I already said he was going to win. Who? What? Edge. Man. You disgust. Let's, 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 let's not. Let's wait. Let's, let's just hold right. up. All let's, right. Let's... <laughs> this All is right. why he can't climax. He's too busy edging. <laughs> I gave the hit last week. Edge was the only one that figured it out. So... So, anyway. with all the random the random bullshit that's been happening in the NFL, I'm going to ask Andrew this question, because I don't know if he even remembers or not. With all the random things, all the pieces moving around, you know, new players, new teams, do you even remember that Alvin Kamara got arrested? Everybody remembers he got arrested. Did you? Yes, actually. It was, it was part of a punchline a couple weeks ago. No, that was Ray Rice, wrong running back. I could have also said Adrian Peterson if we were going for punches. I thought that was the tree burn. Anyway. <laughs> I, I mean. Strike one. <laughs> Get it? No. Terrible. <laughs> Bad. Anyway, what's your point? Take a lap. What's your Alvin Kamara point? Just the fact that everything's been ridiculous. People might have forgot. Did yep. he get indicted? Not sure. Did he blow someone up? What's your point? You just wanted to make an observation? You're working on your stand-up routine? Is this observational humor? <laughs> Who realizes Adam, Adam Kamara even got arrested? Yeah, Adam Kamara. What the fuck? Just because you idiots make him watch Seinfeld, now he's got like the worst fucking stand-up in the world. <laughs> What's the deal with the NFL draft? <laughs> Fucking moron. I've never. I knew that was I didn't, you know what? I didn't get to play this last week, so screw you. <laughs> you never seen anyone on TV, like, just sliding off the front of the sofa with potato chip crumbs on their face. <laughs> Some people have a little too much fun on television. The soda commercial people, where do they summon this enthusiasm? <laughs> have you seen them? We have soda, we have soda, we have soda. Jumping, laughing, flying through the air. <laughs> it's a can of soda. <laughs> have you ever been standing there and you watch the TV and you're drinking the exact product 
that they're advertising right there on TV. And it's like, you know, they're spiking volleyballs, jet skiing, girls in bikinis, and I'm standing there. Maybe I'm putting too much ice in mine. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Are you putting too much ice in your soda, Andrew? <laughs> That's you, Adam. That was your way of trying to open up that topic. <laughs> Jumping in the air with Sprite. <laughs> Fuck you. Come on. <laughs> I was saying how your Sprite Pepsi, and... your abstinence free. I get it. Now get the fuck on with your statement. I thought the you were going to say was... something like intriguing, like the Terrell Owens and the fan controlled football league, because that's somewhat interesting. Playing with Baker Mayfield Manziel or, not, or Menzel, sorry, not Mayfield. Wrong, wrong, rejected Browns quarterback. Wow, you actually said Baker Mayfield instead of Johnny Manziel. Yeah, wrong, Come rejected, dare. wrong, rejected Once Browns actually quarterback. Good at his job. He just decided to put on tape because he was falling the fuck apart all last year. Now people think he sucks. Dude was playing with like one arm, half a leg, and like half an eye. And then it's like he still put up a decent record. And people were like, oh, what? Baker's bad. He, lo- he lost. You. So you're telling me he lost one and one half eyes? Yes. 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 No now, amount of pain could fix that glaucoma. Listen, no, that's a I don't, qu- I don't know about that. That's a, that's a qu- Snoop. That's a questionable eye if there ever was one. It could be. But no, how about fan control football league? Terrell Owens at like, what is he, 47, 48? You know, going to actually be going through, we'll call it semi-pro speed football with Johnny Manziel as his quarterback. That's kind of fun. That That's interesting. I like that. Is that like the that's Birmingham? something people is don't that, talk about. Is that the Birmingham I, Mustangs and the um, New Jersey Jets league? Generals and I don't think it's the USFL, which actually no, it's fan control football league. Yeah, yeah. U- USFL is just the NFL, but slightly different. Oh, Paxton Lynch got a job there. Hilariously enough, anyway, stop talking fucking... about all these bad quarterbacks. We're talking about right. Terrell what? Owens has talent. He's a receiver. Hall of Famer. He's you brought just... up a receiver. People let's... don't like him. Let's yeah, go you back to the NFL. Receiver. I said Let's go back to the NFL. And talk I know, about but you're receivers. saying bad. You're saying shit that no has no Hold talent. On. I was gonna That's say okay, okay. I have an actual topic here. Here we go. Tyreek Hill got seventy-two million dollars guaranteed. Stephon Diggs just got four years, hundred and four million dollar extension, seventy million guaranteed. 
Devontae Adams got his deal. He got 60-some. I think he got $60 million guaranteed. Here is the deal with Devontae Adams. This just came out. Devontae Adams went to the Packers and said he didn't want to play for the Packers anymore, even though they offered him more money than the Raiders did. And they could have made him sit and wait till July 15th to figure out if he wanted to sit or sign the contract and start incurring things. So the Packers ended up trading him. And they went back and forth with the price with the Raiders and ended up happening, the deal ended up happening how it did, just because both teams knew that that's what they wanted. And that's where Adams wanted to go. So the Packers let him find a deal and a trade. Mm -hmm. The Packers could have sat on him like they sat on Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people are saying they didn't do that because he wasn't as important to the Packers as Aaron Rodgers. That's maybe not untrue. That could possibly be true. But the Packers didn't sit on Devontae Adams like they sat on Aaron Rodgers. I think mainly, and partly because of what I just said, but mainly because they didn't want the bad press again. They didn't enjoy being the bad guys when Aaron Rodgers was on the other side of that. Regardless of whether or not you think it was 50-50, let me tell you, educated and smart Packer fans knew, listen, I, I can find 150 guys to do the job you're doing in the front office. There's only two other guys I can find the job that he's doing out on the field, and we can't get those other guys. Yeah, no, that's oh, no, I agree. So I just the I'd... same thing. It's just bad yeah. optics. They didn't want to do it two years in a row. I thought I'd give a little interesting update on – because Devontae Adams is a big deal for NFL fans, regardless of what team you're a fan on. I mean, this is the, the best mm-hmm. receiver in the league – or one of the top five for the last however many years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so him moving teams is a big deal, especially in his prime coming off one of the biggest years where his quarterback's the MVP and they have a great relationship, but he did not want to come back to that team. And I heard about this timeline on a local sports show, and I know and I trust it, and I actually know the people and the content is correct. So what you just heard is absolutely true. Oh, yeah, I, I've been hearing – I think the last week or two that it was Adams wanted to leave. I didn't know that the Packers could have sat on it and, you know, made a decision later that screwed him over. Well, that he, part I was unaware of, but, but I knew also, that it was kind of Adams forcing their hand and it wasn't but some did, other thing just to screw over Rogers or cause Rogers didn't leave enough money. No, but Adams did tell them that he did not want to play for the team ever and would not mm-hmm. play for the team ever again. So basically he wanted out. Regardless of yeah, his relationship and knowing I that Aaron Rodgers was staying. So it was basically because of the fact that they should have given him the contract offer the year before, I think, is the deal. Probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. And especially, he's on the Raiders. Wasn't Derek Carr his like college oh, roommate or some shit? So he's, he's... Yeah, they're great friends. Like he's not. Yeah. I, I've also made the point that when is he maybe ever going to get the chance to play with him again, especially in they're in their prime and they have a decent team and everything else, so. Well, let's also spin it from the Packers' perspective. I'm 90% sure they have two first-round picks this year. And this is a pretty wide receiver deep class. It is. So, and a lot of people around here are going crazy because, I mean, Lazard is, is a restricted free agent. So basically, yeah. we'll get him back. But, I mean, he's a good he's a good three and a half, four. Like, when Cobb's healthy. You're being nice. Listen, if Cobb's healthy, 
that's the big thing. Cobb's healthy like Anthony Cobb's Davis. Cobb's a slot guy. Right, but if Cobb's healthy, he's a three, and Lazard's your four, and they can intermix them on different packages, you need the other two guys, and they don't have them right now. Yeah, you they need don't have guys. one in, They don't have a one and a two receiver, and they have a number one nope. tight end coming off of a major injury, but from what I hear, he's going to be okay. I think I would rather go out and get two mediocre receivers and one really good tight end to match Tunyon. What about that rumor that's going around about uh, trying to put something together for Keenan Allen? Do you think there's any legs to that? Even I, if there is, I don't I don't think that would be a good He's fit. a guy who's missed some games. No, I, it doesn't. I mean, any good receiver is a good fit up here i mean you're gonna keenan allen could run those routes that adams does is the thing though his body type yep. the back shoulder stuff the problem is, is mm-hmm. they don't have anybody over the top and they kind of haven't with valdez scantling i've also heard tyler lockett i mean i want them to go out i'd rather go out i'd rather see them go out and sign a speedster that can take the roof off find a, a, a veteran that can make those uh short and first down catches and then Trade up and draft uh, Drake London from USC. 6'4", 2 plus, 220 or something. Runs a 4'4", four, four or something. So are we going to get a PC Tony mock draft this year before the draft? Uh, do you want to do one with me? Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> How about a pot is war mock draft? We're doing sports. Let's go. All right. Let's, let's work on, uh, you know after the show discussion so we can actually put some forethought into it. Here's the thought, yeah, folks. We're going to do a fun. fucking rock draft. Woo! Yeah. Our guess is as good as anybody's. That's how the fuck that works, because there's always trades and extra shit that nobody hears about. Maybe we can mm-hmm. collaborate with Down the Wire. Well, I mean, Oh, yeah, we could. I mean, with the, the trade, didn't wasn't there like a giant trade? Recently, with the Eagles and the uh, Saints yes, getting good. draft pick switch-ups, too? Yes, so the Eagles had two picks this year in the first round, and they ended up trading a pick for two later first-round picks. So now the Saints have two picks this in the first round, trade, and the though. Eagles have two yeah, first-round picks in the next two drafts. Yeah, because it was like the Eagles gave away three picks for this year and then the saints gave three picks for this year and two more for next year's draft here's the main thing you need to know about this the eagles had two first round picks this year they traded one of them away so now the saints have two first round picks this year but in turn now the eagles have two first round picks next year and the year after the eagles pushed their draft picks out to the future is basically what happened yeah. Which is their nice way of saying there wasn't enough depth this year, so they wanted to kind of extend their, the quarterback, their capital. The quarterback class is huge next year, so whether or not they find out Jalen Hurts is good this year or not, they can either go get a quarterback and trade up, or they can get rid of that capital to surround him with better players. I it's think it not was the... e- It's not even if Hurts is good or not, it's just the coach might want their own guy, because no, Hurts I, is still a layover that's, from Peterson. It's possible, but at least you got the year to figure that out. And you can still do that with flexibility. Just the same way that you talk about Alvin Kamara, now the Saints have two first-round picks to possibly shore up the offensive side of the football. Sure. Yeah, sure. That makes Plus, enough sense. The Eagles don't have enough competition in that division anyway to matter. Like, it's the Cowboys and nobody else. Dan Snyder's hiding funds from people when the place is falling apart. 40% from They've the They've got NFL. fucking Carson Wentz as their savior. Come on. Like, give me a break here. Oh, but they got, sc- they got Scary Terry and, and, yeah, no, the Commanders are a joke. 
Sorry, yeah. Dave. Commanders are a fucking joke. I mean, the Giants and... are still the worst team in that division, but like, not by much. Any other NFL thoughts? Gronk, hmm. please come back. All right, Tampa Bay boys. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, he, he, did, he hasn't made a complete decision yet, so I like that. 50, 50, like that. Please, please come back. Gronky, Tommy needs you. Tommy not, Gronky, come on. Not giant NCAA you, like, basketball fans. Sloth? Is that how that is? <laughs> Chunk loves sloth. Stop just like celebrate Gronk. Come home with me now. All right, all right, relax. Shows up to practice and he does the truffle shuffle. <laughs> hey, they've got the pirate ship at the place already. It works itself out. <laughs> the last day for uh, free agency, you just see Croak on top of the ship. Hey, you guys. <laughs> God. All right, we can maybe turn this into a, a, a bit, Gronk watch, as we get uh, closer here. We could. We could. Sure. Fucking Gronk watch. All right, but for now, we're not huge NCAA basketball fans, but you have to admit it was pretty cool uh, to see the championship game, the way it unfolded. The biggest comeback, one of the biggest comebacks, I believe. I think it may have been the biggest comeback, halftime deficit. Comeback, choke, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Let's put it this way. It was a game of runs as basketball and uh, Kansas. Kansas did this actually in the Elite Eight and the the, the Final Four in their games. They cold in the first half and then come out strong in the second half. Just when you think North Carolina had it after beating Duke and sending Coach K on his way with some big. So Coach K lost his first ever game to Carolina. He lost his last home game to Carolina and he lost his last game to Carolina. (laughs) God, he must have really not wanted to see Carolina at all this year. <laughs> Listen, here's uh, the funny that, thing. That's an impressive stat, though. I, I want to give you some more impressive stat stats. Cheshesky won five national championships. He went to 13 Final Fours. Mm-hmm. Went to 13 Final Fours. Gino Ariema just lost with the UConn women to South Carolina. Dawn Staley winning her second national championship in as many tries. Gino Ariema had been to 13 now consecutive Final Fours. Yeah. I mean, UConn Huskies women basketball have been Greatest like dynasty amazing. of all time. Greatest, greatest sports yeah. dynasty of all time. Probably. Or UCLA or John Wooden. Like, th- there's only a couple that come to mind, but it, UConn women's Huskies are up there, definitely. It's it's an argument. Like, I, I can't really make a compelling enough argument against it. Anyway, what a what a great year uh, there for the NCAA. The kids are getting paid now, just like the coaches and the NCAA. Uh, the kids were always money. getting paid. Now yeah, but now legally. Booked. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you talk about that happening where some of the players that would have got drafted in the lower first or second round, maybe stay an extra year or two because they can make money there. And then if it doesn't work out in the NBA, they have a place where they can be, you know, they've already made their name and image and likeness, uh, make money for people in that area. So it's actually an interesting, interesting concept there. All right, let's keep it's it the moving way it on. should have always been. It's yeah. true. It's true. All right, let's move it on. We're keeping moving rolling here. NBA basketball side. We're almost to the playoffs here. Before we get to the fact, and we're gonna and we're gonna kind of uh, 
use the disappointment of a certain team to roll into a, one of our next topics here. But before we do that, <laughs> before we do that, who who you guys see as who are your top two to three contenders in the East and the West? I mean, I can go first so you guys can kind of collect your thoughts. I mean, obviously, yeah, you go first. Yeah, obvi- you go. obviously in the West, you got the Suns and 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 Memphis. Uh, Denver's never out of the mix with Nikola Jokic, but I think it really mm-hmm. comes down to the Suns over there as far as everything that's going on. The Mavericks are definitely a solid basketball team. I'm not so keen on the Warriors myself. When you look at the Eastern Conference, obviously I'm preference to the Bucks. The Celtics are solid. That top four over there, the 76ers, in addition to the Heat. I don't see the Nets doing much, but gentlemen, I think it's going to come down to the Bucks and the Sixers in the East. And in the West, I think you're going to see it come down in some form or fashion to the Suns and the Nuggets. Wow, the Nuggets. <laughs> no, that that's interesting. Because the, the Warriors' big issue is the Warriors have had this streaky year where Clay Thompson came back, Draymond Green got hurt, Seth was out for a little bit. Like, it's... It's this weird up and down roller coaster, but they've held it together a lot better than a lot of other teams. Like the Bulls fell apart after the All Star break. Oh, the Bulls um, are last year's Knicks, man. I'm telling you, everybody just figured them out earlier. Well, yeah, but it's just it's just ridiculous, like how bad they've fallen off. They've fallen like a fucking brick. They went from being like the top team in the East to now they're like barely clinging on to sixth. They're almost in the fucking play-ins. So like that's that's disappointing. But the Nets are surging at the right time because Kyrie can finally play home games. So if they can get Ben Simmons for like the end of the regular season, beginning of playoffs, I know there was talk. I don't know if I haven't heard anything about, you know, he is not going to be available. The other, if he can or can't, he won't what be was avail- that, He's not available for the regular season or the play in. And why? What has he been doing? Like, I don't fucking get it. Oh, I'll tell you why. Oh, no, I don't before. know why he's been no, out. I'll tell you why. That he, was... he doesn't like playing basketball. Yeah. He's one of the only, one of the few professional basketball players ever that don't like what they do. He doesn't like basketball, period. No, that's fair. I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying he's a godsend at all because I thought he was over overpriced in Philly. Has no fucking jump shot, really. He's he's a, he's a weird fucking player. I'm not a huge fan of him, but like the Nets are actually putting together. They've looked a lot more competent, you know, since Kyrie's been able to play and since after the All Star break. So I can't I can't wait. You can't really rule them out. The West the West has to be the Suns this year, though. Like I feel like the West is going to be the Suns and probably a surprise. I'll I'll throw the Mavericks in there just because the Mavericks have been they've been fun they've been surgy they've been streaky sure but I kind of think they might upset somebody and that that could be a fun one and for the East I'll just throw out the Heat and the Bucks. Uh, I mean, surprisingly, I actually paid attention to basketball just a little bit because I heard about Ben Simmons being a I'm just gonna say being a little bitch as usual. Little bitch. Um, because it's I, I I have to hear a lot of the things that go on with the 76ers around me because all of my friends are the home team that is like, oh my god, can you hear this that happened with it? The word is homers. Yeah, 
Thank you. Mm-hmm. Tunny's but, one of them too, so it's okay. I know. But for the East, I'll, I hmm, I don't know. I've liked the Heat. They were really good last year too, so I don't think they're going to stop they were good there. Good the last two years. They yeah, I know. made it the finals the year the Lakers won in the bubble. Yeah, when they should with have won. Jimmy Buckets. Um, well, Spolstra's a great coach. And Jimmy Bucket should be a much more lauded player than he actually is. Marquette alone. Butler is really good. Uh, I'm going to say the Heat and the Bucks for the East. As for the West, I mean, I agree with the Suns. You said that there might be a weird one. I might say that the Jazz are going to be the other ones representing the West here for number two. You just you just had to pick the team that makes no sense in basketball. Why do you call a team the Jazz and then stick them in Salt Lake with all the white people and the Mormons? Like, that makes no fucking sense. When they brought the team back uh, into New Orleans, they should have traded the name out, kept the history I agree with, with Utah, and then started with whatever you had there and just transferred the name. Utah could have picked, like... The Utah boring, the Utah boring's, or Utah could be the fucking Pelicans. Like that makes more sense. <laughs> Utah could be the, the fucking Pelicans. Or they could have been the, they could have been the Utah me's, you know, like Utah me. <sighs> Stop it. You're welcome. No. You're welcome. God, I mean, no. give me a break. That's great. But, but like, that was fucking. You did mention like, before. Kit Kat, bro. Kit Kat. Give me a break, all right? Yeah, give me a break. Yeah. You're, break you off a piece. No. No. Put off in your ass. Like a mongoloid. You bit all four bars like a mongoloid on that one. <laughs> Speaking of biting off That's more rough. than people can chew, since we're talking about basketball, oh why do we talk about the Lakers? Everybody's yeah. favorite failures. Yeah. Uh, listen, the can you Lakers. believe? Let me preface this conversation, and it's too bad he's not here. Uh, that me and Christopher Platt actually had a a twenty biscuit bet. Um, that. And I'll just say, or it could have been, it could have been twenty ham sandwiches. It could have been uh, twenty golf balls. But we had a we had a twenty unit bet, and uh, <clears throat> it was about whether or not the Lakers were going to win fifty games this year, guys. They're not even going to win forty. They're, yeah. Who said no? They're not even. They're not even going to win thirty, possibly. Um, they're at no, thirty for thirty. They're at thirty-one. Oh, they are. They might not win thirty-five. I meant they might lose 50 games. That's what I meant. They might lose 50 ah. games. Yes, because ah. if they Fair win 30, they could go 32 and 50. So if they win one and lose the rest, they could go. They could instead of whether or not the bet should have been who. If they lose 50 games, it was win. Chris said they were going to win 50 games. Uh so you 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 get the sandwiches or the biscuits or whatever the hell they happen to make. Okay. I I can see that happening. I can definitely see that happening because God, this team. Fuck it's they're sucks. old. It's just like what was it, two thousand four? Wait, which year? Four or five when they got like Carl Malone and Gary Payton and that team went to the, the finals. Though, Andrew, LA then Andrew, too. Andrew, that team went to the finals. Here's the deal: and, uh, Magic Johnson comes out the other day and says the fact that he had lined up Demar Derozan to get traded to the Lakers, but LeBron had started talking to Russell Westbrook and then wanted Westbrook. So if management would have listened to maybe someone they should have listened to instead of LeBron picking his friends to come in again. Can you imagine the team with DeMar DeRozan? Maybe they're not a top one, two, or three seed, but they're definitely not in the play-in, and they're in the playoffs. 
I mean, DeMar DeRozan he went out and Chicago got Chicago for a good portion this year. They yeah. went out and got AD. They got a championship with him, but the guy can't stay on the court, and that's one of the biggest problems that they and have. That, but the reason to bring in Westbrook this year was so unbelievable. Championship anyway. That was the bubble. That was a weird year. And that's still a win, man. Those teams were all still there to win, and they won. It was it. still a short season with a lot of weird exceptions. I uh, still give the Spurs in '99 the win. They have it taken away. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm just it shouldn't be seen as that much of a feather in their cap as well. They just got a championship too. It was a bogus championship. Well, it's kind well, of like the wasn't. Dodgers. People that don't like the Dodgers will say that their championship's kind of bogus and all they do is choke in the fucking playoffs, which honestly is mostly correct. I don't think it's from the bogus. Dodgers fan. Correct. And so, so I, I can't really, can't really go too much into that, but yeah, you're right. I, I heard the DeMar DeRozan thing. And like I said before, like DeRozan carried the Bulls for that stretch right before the All-Star break where he was averaging like 40 fucking points a game or he put up some kind of record where he was the first Bull since Jordan to have like four games in a row of 35 plus points or some some shit like that. It was it was and, yeah, it was on a certain amount of shooting percentage. Yeah, that that too. Yeah. And like he was actually in the MVP conversation, granted the periphery, but like people were kind of starting to be like, "Hey, what about DeMar?" And then the all-star break happened and the team fell apart. But uh, not the point. But if you put him on the Lakers with enough pieces around him and Russell Westbrook not in the not in the uh, equation oh, because then he's not just, turning the ball over fucking seven times a game. and Just swap the two guys out and the Lakers aren't in the play-in. They're the five no, or six I don't want fucking seed. Westbrook on the Bulls. Come on, give me a break there. No, no, no. Let's no, not no, swap. No, no. no, I'm not saying that way. I'm just saying insert... Like, none of that happens. West, who knows where Westbrook goes? Just the Bulls don't get DeRozan because the Lakers trade for him because DeRozan wanted to go to the Lakers, right? If the Lakers mm-hmm. would have wanted him, that's where he would have been. I'm not if saying DeRozan's who cares about Lakers, Westbrook. Yeah, I'm just saying. They're a top six team. Right. If, they're on the, if he's on exactly. the Lakers. Exactly. And then they're dangerous because their first-round matchup is, is with the three or four seed if they're five or six, right? And that's mm-hmm. a team they can beat. Then the next round, who knows? They have LeBron. Maybe AD's healthy. They have DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Without a doubt. AD also but, didn't show up a lot this year. That's that's a weird thing. And I don't even mean when he wasn't when he was injured, because like when he was on the court, he's not he doesn't do enough. Like he is he's very wishy washy and very soft for a guy his size. Like he should be putting up 25 and 10 at least and he does not play dominantly and i i don't really like his game at all he's a part-time lover yeah well he's not a part-time player either so i don't know what he's doing half the time. Oh, boy. but anyway so there we go we end we ended with the lakers being trash yeah which is Kind so. of how the next topic starts. So mm-hmm. I wonder if we're going to get somebody cool to save the franchise now. Yeah, uh, that's true. We're going we're gonna to get into that and more right after this commercial break. Pot is War, Chair Shot Radio Network, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Always use your head. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. 
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. For your just desserts, it's not just the words. Some of y'all heads up in the cloud. I'ma bring y'all back to earth. It's black back to birth. Bullshit y'all talking about. Out your mouth, I'm not concerned. Cause y'all got the nerve. It's y'all turned like Detroit Red. When his head had an ultra perk. The long walk I burned. Your bare heels soaked the warm your boots. The game camouflage like army suits. But I can see it more clear. Cause I came with the coop in here. Bring me along and form the truth. Send them out into the world. Go to war on the fluke. Out of eye with the enemy you sworn to shoot. Now I'm coming at your neck, sick of hearing something wrong with me. Motherfucker, something wrong with you. All right, folks, we have picked the next thing we're going to cover in entertainment, and it is an AJ Balaz selection. So when you walk in to your blockbuster, you'll find AJ's picks, and one of them, you like how I did that, will be winning time on HBO and HBO Max. Currently, it's been dropped every Sunday. There are five episodes out. Today, we're going to cover this week three episodes. Next week, we'll cover another, the four episodes, four, five, and six. And then after that, we will be live and in living color and ready to go. We'll actually be live next week as we get up and to the sixth episode. But this week, we're going to start off with the story, indeed, Andrew, of the Lakers. The sale of the Lakers by Jack Cook Kent because he needs to pay his wife his uh, or his ex-wife or his wife he's divorcing is necessary. And he's trying to sell them to Dr. Jerry Buss. Dr. Jerry Buss, a, a, a doctor of, of physics and chemistry, like a rocket science doctor, right? Yes. Looking to go ahead and move and shake and take over the Lakers. Many people are doubting this acquisition. Magic Johnson is about to be drafted, but it seems we're not sure if that's the case. Gentlemen, I, AJ, you picked it. Let me start with you. Did, did I do a good job of setting up the story here? This is where we're at. And BTW, for all you people that are my age and older, Jack Kent Cook is played by none other than Danny Noonan from Caddyshack. <laughs> no, you, you hit the nail right on the head to introduce it. Like you said, Jerry Buss putting all of his money in on this weird, really lackluster, terrible Lakers team, making it go forward. And there's talks that we should probably hire, uh, we should probably get this uh, Larry Bird kid. What about Magic? What about Irvin Johnson? We like that. We we, we like that spunk. We're going to get him instead. And the entire episode was him just making sure he gets a little more hands-on Jerry West doesn't really like it all much, but hey, whatever the new boss says goes. And while Irv's making sure he's got everything settled at home, we got the Lakers already picking their next rookie phenom. Let me preface this, Andrew, before you jump in, in the fact that this is not the NBA you know today that's a global gabillion dollar industry. These games, these. These finals of the NBA were not even broadcast live yet. Magic and Bird are about to rejuvenate the NBA. David Stern is about to take the NBA to the next level while selling faces to the U.S. and, you know, slowly working his way out to the rest of the globe to make this a global game, which has it become. 
But before that, this was a kind of a crazy acquisition. This NBA wasn't NBA was not known as one of a top tier sporting industries in America, Andrew. Oh, they do a really good job of painting that too in the show, where they talk about how revenues down and people think the NBA is not even going to last for the next couple of years and it's a sinking ship and you know the team's been in the red hell that was like the premise of I think half of the second episode was uh after bus takes over he has his his people kind of come in and take the books because they're going to end up giving it to uh his mother to be the accountant who's played by Sally Field I'm fairly sure yes. and great casting too by the way we're going to get to that Oh, yeah, the mm-hmm. casting is fantastic. Oh, without a doubt. Without but a doubt. Then Rothschild, who uh, Claire, who they have usually do the uh, everything for the Lakers, basically, because apparently Cook had her do the books, basically set everything up with the events, and she was just the jack-of-all-trades, so to speak, had a meltdown about where the fuck her books were. And she started freaking out on Jeannie, freaked out on Dr. Buss, and then he kind of just assuaged her issues. And she's like, who cares? Like, just, you know, whatever you need, make it, ha- I'll make it happen. And he's acting like he's made out of money and he's hemorrhaging his own money. And he's, he's kind of close to broke anyway. So it's, it's interesting how this whole show is set up where the NBA is almost bankrupt. Basically Dr. Jerry Buss goes all in and now he's almost bankrupt, but it's the seventies or you know going into the 80s so it's that that high and high end lots of drugs yuppie kind of interesting fun la lifestyle and you, you kind of get wrapped up in it and they do an interesting job at painting the main characters early on with magic being playful exuberant but also kind of a playboy kind of full of himself they got jerry west being kind of a curmudgeon and then kareem being a fucking asshole and it's pretty fucking amazing <laughs> well i if think you that happens first episode yeah well, go go ahead yeah i was about to say if you watch the first episode they actually do the entire uh skit from airplane the scene from airplane yeah. with the kid in the cockpit yeah. yeah and the kid actually comes up to him apparently backstage and goes kareem you actually are my favorite player can i have an autograph or a picture fuck off kid <laughs> Let's talk about the casting, and I'm going to go over the actors and who and who they play, and you guys just tell me, you know, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a, a bad word said. Quincy Isaiah is the actor that plays Magic Johnson. I mean, I, I love, they, they, you touched on it, they, they touch on his relationship with Cookie Johnson um, early mm-hmm. on. Those, those two have known each other forever, right? I think one of the fun things is, is the, the gentleman who plays his father, um, and I'm not seeing him in the casting list here, I'd have to move it down a little bit more here but one of my favorite things is uh is it rob morgan i think it's rob morgan i, I think it's sure. rob yeah Irvin johnson sure, yeah. senior is rob yeah, morgan. rob morgan yes um they're at the table with jerry bus magic uh jack kent cook and they're at a fancy sit down for some food and <laughs> jack kent cook orders for the table and it's some weird salmon shit that I don't even know if I would want. I'm sure it tasted good. It's from a crazy chef, but they're not too sure about it. And and Magic's like, I just want a burger. So Jerry smooths everything over by getting burgers. But I don't even think that's the funniest thing. I think the funniest thing, the fact that 
Magic's dad worked on the line for Chrysler, and Jack Kent Cooke was acquiring <laughs> the Chrysler building um, in the deal for the Lakers. And Jack Kent Cooke associated the fact that they were acquaintances because Magic's dad worked on the line for Chrysler, and he was acquiring the Chrysler building. That's how far of a disconnect that they're painting in this picture here at this dinner. Oh yeah, the, the it was there was a beauty in how disconnected they make the let's just say the working man because Bus does a good job at exactly like the bridge between yes. Kent Cook and the father about how he worked at a mill or uh, on a factory line, whatever it was that he said, and they really do a good job at the class dynamics of the rich whites and everybody else and how they just think they're so much better than everyone and everything. And they just, they're so out of touch. It's disturbing. And yet Jerry bus comes in and he's likable and personable and people actually can talk to him and trust him because he's not gonna, you know, use car salesman. You, he just, he wants to have fun. He just, he enjoys what he does. And, you know, he'll talk to you like a normal human being instead of like, he owns you. I love how you went there because that's exactly where I wanted to go is John C. Riley is amazing. And he shows you exactly why Jerry, why Jerry Buss is as successful as he is because the things he believes in and, and, and knows he runs with, and that's what makes him successful. He doesn't worry about the fact that Red Arbach has given him shit, right? He's like, fuck you. I'm going after you. I know what I want. I'm not listening to you. I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit, but you, you made me, you said everything that I wanted to hear. Fuck you. I'm going to beat your dynasty. It it took him a second, though, because you, you definitely see that he needs to have that kick in the ass, which is the interesting part to his personality. And I don't know how much that's embellished because obviously I never knew Jerry Buss. But like, it's nice that he it's like he needs an obstacle to stay engaged and be it Red Auerbach, the Celtics rich white people, the team itself, people not liking of Magic. The, show, the opening of the series in bed. Well, yeah, whichever Playboy bunny he decides Obstacle. to screw around with, you know. Good on him. Like, geez, but still. like I forget, Andrew, what was the thing that you said? If you knew this much about Jerry Buss, you would have been a Lakers fan? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I, <clears throat> I want to give a couple quick shout-outs. Um, well, a few. Adrian Brody is Pat Riley. I think we're going to get more into that after the first three episodes. Devon, yeah. Devon no. Nixon. Devon Nixon as Norm Nixon. Is I'm going to say amazing. we'll cover the next couple. Devon Nixon as Norm Nixon is awesome at that party where he schools magic is great. Hadley Robinson. Well, he's also Norm Nixon's son. You know that, right? I know, but the way he plays that at the party, I think that oh, whole scene is amazing. Oh, it is, but like that's also something we bring up. Like he gets a chance to play his dad. That's great, and that that's yeah. cool. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when uh, what was it? Ice Cube's son got to play ah, him yes. straight out of Compton, right? Yeah. Like yeah. It, there, there's something that adds like a different level to it with like paying homage to your dad by portraying him on the screen. You know what I mean? It just adds to the execution of the casting here. Gabby Hoffman as as Claire Rothman and and uh, Jack Kencutt's assistant that moves over. I just love her in mm-hmm. that role and the way she plays it, and knowing that she's so integral in this society of men at the time. She's very integral in what's everything that's happening. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, she's I feel like doing she's going to be job. she's going to be probably a good inspiration for Jeannie because Hadley, as the series uh, goes on, Hadley Robinson, you see that she. I mean, but you see that she starts kind of giving Jeannie a little more confidence as conversations go on. It goes from "fuck you, you're the intern, you you make coffee, you make sure there's no staples in the fucking stapler, and you fill the paper" to okay, what, what's your opinion? Or come come to me with an idea and then we'll talk. And then it's like, she slowly starts to see that Jeannie's not just daddy's little girl and not just there for the ride. And it's it's interesting. And I really hope for the, the dramatization of it, that it takes it into a direction in which like she almost takes Jeannie under her wing. You know what I mean? How great is Jason Clark as Jerry West? Oh my god, it is perfect. And also going back to magic, what I don't know how they decided we're gonna make this a young magic to a T basically. He looks exactly like magic and Jerry West just the same as well. Holy shit, they did perfect by that. Well, they they look a lot alike, but the fact like how he encompassed the personality, the kind of the curmudgeon aspect, since we love to use that word on this show. And there was that whole episode about how when Jerry finally did get his his championship in, what was it, 72, that it was just, it was hollow and he didn't know how to react. And he just kind of stood there like, this is it after six straight losses and getting his head beat in and being told well, was, he's the best and being was, the logo. And it was too easy. This is it. It was too easy. He had thrived on that. Like his childhood was horrible, so like that was what he thrived on. Like he didn't know no, no, it. No, I get you. He didn't but know that he needed that. that. They portrayed yeah. that in an interesting way. Oh, sure. That like even the success was so foreign that he just well he didn't know I how mean, to react, and he kind of didn't like it. <laughs> that MVP trophy takes more beatings than I've ever yeah. seen in my life. That has to be true because that that's got to be a like constant reminder of failure. Like, I don't know who thought that was a good idea in the NBA back in the day to give the guy on the losing team an MVP trophy that says oh, you lost. Only, but hey, you were really good. No, no, no. It's only happened twice in American MVP sports for championships, as far as I'm concerned, with the major ones. It's him and um. Oh, it was in the NFL. I thought it happened once. Anyway, but still, it who thinks of that? Like that is a weird concept because the trophy itself says, "Hey, your team fucking lost, but hey, you were really fucking good." So here you go. Who wants that? Who like that's a giant like albatross around your neck that you lost, but hey, you looked good. You shine that turd up real nice. Here you go. I'm sure yeah. it doesn't endure you to your teammates, right, AJ? Oh, God, no. I mean, like you said, that that trophy looked beat to hell. That's probably the true story. I don't want to imagine how many window panes went completely in shambles and destroyed and just dust because he was frustrated. He hated it. He hated knowing it's like, yeah, I'm the best. I can't prove it. Like I have no way of proving it other than this trophy that says this. <sighs> And and Tony, just just to circle back, what was wrong with with American sports in like the sixties and seventies? Because apparently, the Super Bowl MVP you were talking about was 
in the 71 Super Bowl with the Cowboys and the Colts. And it was linebacker Chuck Howley that got the MVP, even though they lost. There you go. I, Why I, would you do that to the guy? <laughs> I just I just knew it happened. That's all I can tell you. Point kudos, points to you. I'm older than you, but why would you? I'm older than you, but not that old. But why would you do that to somebody? Just it's a slap in the fucking face. It's a Will Smith to the Chris Rock. What can I say? Oy vey. (laughs) So what? Too soon? No, that's fine. No. What the fuck are you talking about? Too soon. Let's halt the conversation here for now. We got a little bit more to get into today. Um, we're definitely going to get into this next week. I think on a more lengthier level, um, there might be more voices. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. Well, plus the next couple episodes also focus on different characters and sure. something major aside from just framing. Because the first the first three episodes are mostly framing. And I'm and I'm in for it. So folks, it's winning time. It's on HBO and HBO Max. Make sure you check it out every Sunday next week here on Pot is War. We will be talking about episodes four through six. And then every week hereafter, we'll be catching you up as we go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's do this. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right. Other things happened in wrestling this past week we wanted to touch on. Andrew, I never got a chance to ask you. You put Cody down on the list of things to touch on. What exactly did you want to touch on about Cody? (laughs) You could have worded that a little differently, bud. (laughs) But uh, I said about Cody. I I, I didn't say on. I said about Cody, not on Cody. I'm just saying he's not really my type. He's he's not an ugly guy, don't get me wrong. You want to lick that neck tattoo, don't lie. Is it scratch and sniff? Oh, I didn't know that. Holy shit. It's red, white, and blue flavor. It's no. strawberry and blue. No, no, no. No, no, no. Andrew, Andrew. It's slap and st- sniff, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, slap and sniff. Ooh, yeah. it's like a little slap and tickle, but it's slap and sniff. I like oh, it. Oh, slap and tickle, man. There's only, there's only one no. slap that so activates the, the sniff. The Cody, thing, the Cody thing that took my attention and actually Adam paid attention to, even though he didn't want to initially was it was actually posted on um, friend of the chair shot, even though now she's all big and high and important and stuff like that. She moved on to bigger, better, greener pastures. Denise Salcedo. There was a uh, Cody Rhodes presser that he did after day one. And it was interesting because not only did he make a lot of nerdy references to Star Trek and Game of Thrones and stuff like that, he kind of met everything head on about how he talked in absolutes like six years ago and the whole throne thing and talked about how Triple H was one of the first people to approach him and talk to him. And, you know, they they talked like men, even though he did all that childish, angry bullshit. And McMahon actually came down to his house to talk turkey and Cody went in ready for the fight and thinking that it was going to be like this kind of low ball or not, not what he was interested in like creatively. And he'd be able to at least close the chapter, but have, have closure about it and just be like, no, thank you, but no, thank you. And he said, instead they just ended up talking like 90% of the time about his daughter and just family stuff and just shooting the shit. Like 
like adults and friends. And then McMahon set it out on what he wanted him to do and, you know, what his vision for it was. And it was everything Cody wanted. And Cody talks about not wanting to be an EVP or an executive ever again. But he's like, I'm, I've, he's like, I've learned better than to talk in absolutes. So I'm not never going to say never. But he's like, it's not really my thing. I don't really want to do that. And it was it was interesting. And it was interesting because it didn't seem like a lot of fluff. It seemed like he was being fairly genuine in the fact that, like, he said he went into the conversations expecting to be disappointed, basically. And everything turned around that he was given kind of what he wanted. And, like, they, they knew what he wanted and kind of saw where he wanted to go with things. And it looks like it's going to be a solid working relationship. What? He's winning the title at some point. Is you have he... to think so, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Is hear me out. Is he a good candidate to get the rub from Roman? Because he's somebody they could instantly elevate in their realm to top guy he needs it. with that win, right? I mean, like that's a good candidate, correct? He might not be the candidate. Yes. He might not be the one, but that he's the... I can't I can't come up with a better name at the moment. He is the candidate. Like, I mean, even you saw Raw after Mania, like Seth came down and kind of gave him the rub in that weird fucking wannabe like Joaquin Phoenix Joker bullshit gimmick he's got going on, which I hate. And he's got the fashion sense of a blind man in the fucking woods. Oh, but God like damn, that, that fucking flamingo. Everything, everything ugh. about the way he dresses bothers me like to the soul. But ugh, like at least he gave Cody the rub. So, like, I'm okay with that. Because he said something like, welcome home, and they shook hands. And mm-hmm. the only thing I'm hoping for it was Cody. A, it was also a nice way to move away from their match so that we don't no, have it a was. feud. Right? It was like, okay, we're it done was. with this. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah. it was also kind of giving him kind of the okay. Like, it, that that's a big deal to me that, like, one of the top guys on the show thinks you belong here. So he kind of opened the door and said, yeah, welcome back. Oh, you know, God. No, that, no, 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 no. Don't, don't talk about opening doors. Don't talk about opening doors. Oh, no. But so, yeah, I just, like I was going to say, the one thing that I want Cody to stop doing, which it was okay after Raw After Mania, because he even said it in his promo. For those of you not familiar with my story, my dad, Dusty Road, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, Cody promo 101. Stop that. <laughs> I don't want to hear my dad, Dusty Rhodes, for at least another year out of his mouth or until he wins the fucking title oh. and then he can say something about doing it for daddy. Oh. That's fine. But we have to stop the Cody Rhodes terrible promo of my dad, Dusty Rhodes. Stop that. The first one is fine because it was like, it's the old rule they teach you when you do writing in school. Write like the person knows nothing about the book that you're, you know, writing the essay or whatever about. So he cut the promo like people don't know who he is. So he he did that. That's fine because this is chapter one of the new version of Cody Rhodes. I'm fine with that. Don't talk about your fucking father again until you win the goddamn t- title, though. God damn it! Stop. <laughs> first first rule of Cody I Rhodes. Mean, first rule of Cody Rhodes yeah. Club: Don't talk about your father. No, no. First rule of Cody Rhodes Club is talk about daddy all the time. <laughs> My daddy, the American dream. But 
Yeah. It was nice seeing him back. The pop he wanted. Uh, you talked about the presser. I I love how he even reacted to some of the people. Obviously, he knew a couple of people. He said hello and everything. Someone came up and was like, "Hi, yeah, so and so." Bleacher Report, and he went, "Oh, oh, I'm oh, okay. I'm sorry." And for those that don't know, Bleacher Report usually deals with AEW. Like, I you see the buy-ins for any AEW show? That's on Bleacher Report's YouTube. Um, so as soon as it was like, hi, yeah, this from Bleacher Report. Oh. And he just had fun with it. He rolled with it. He answered all the questions perfectly fine. He was. Cody faces. The Cody faces. Yeah. Also, number one candidate you want to see on Broken Skull Sessions? I wouldn't Better say be Kevin Owens, not Cody. I wouldn't say Why Broken would Skull Cody for Cody. Broken Skull. Cody no, I'm on Austin, Pat Austin McAfee. I would say Austin and Cody. Nah, I, I, I think, I think if you're gonna have Cody, you have to have Pat McAfee, where he can shoot more of the shit. He'll throw out a bunch of nerd references. I'll bury him. It don't matter. But he can shoot the shit more. Where it was like, yeah, but you got him, Matt. You know, like Wednesday or Tuesday, you kind of kicked your ass. And, you I know, don't think. That Austin would be able to carry a conversation with Cody. Why? And I mean that in the respect of Cody, the way he talks and the analogies he makes is not something that cadence-wise and flow-wise Stone Cold usually goes with. Cody likes to talk very eloquently and talks about gravitas and pontificating and I'm an avid reader and la 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 la. And he talks very deliberately and then he'll make a Game of Thrones reference, or then he'll make a Star Trek reference, or then if he if he tries to correlate things to like a Worf episode from Star Trek Next Generation to Stone Cold, he's gonna glaze over, make a comment, keep it moving, go to the next question. Pat McAfee, on the other hand, would at least play off of it. The boys might say something because they're a lot dorkier than Pat is. So somebody might hit him with some Star Trek or some Star Wars or something nerdy or Batman or some shit like that. And it would be a more fun atmosphere that I think Cody would react better in. So you'd rather hear a pop culture conversation with McAfee than a wrestling conversation with Austin? Because if they have a wrestling conversation, none of that matters. Eh, yeah, because I, I don't mean, think they, Cody they, could they keep it to wrestling. That's my problem. Yeah, I I think Cody will just be like, well, well, well. There's you know, also it's, not it, a lot of like things this. he can go back on. What's he gonna do? Hey, you remember that match with you and your dad and your brother? You don't think yeah. Cody you would remember be... that time you wore face paint and did cartwheels and woo? Yeah, yeah but no you can get that. But you can get you can get Austin to ask him about how he was feeling about that and what he was thinking at the time and what was the thinking to coming back and what was the process like in AEW and what was it like being that high of a level in AEW, right? Like a lot of people have opened up to Austin that you didn't think were going to open up because these people all revere Austin because he was the biggest fucking star that ever was in the fucking business. I get what you're saying. I just, I feel like it would be awkward like the Dean Ambrose interview for different reasons. Like I, I just don't feel like they'd have good flow. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I would I I would I would prefer him with McAfee than Austin. AJ, you McAfee uh, with your brother here. Yeah, I I think the boys like I know AJ Hawk's not going to be like oh well you know this this, this thing happened. They Typical they can play AJ shit. 
giant yeah, you know, asshole. yeah, just just being an <laughs> asshole, being anticlimactic. See, Pat McAfee stole that from us. We had our yeah. AJ first, and then like, <laughs> yeah, let me go grab a cigar and don't don't worry. This this is actually my finger. <laughs> Good for you. You just need to grow about six inches. <laughs> gain like a hundred pounds. What the fuck are you on? And that's just on the forehead. Exactly. But no, he would he would do so much better on Pat McAfee. He could relax a little more. They can talk AEW. They can do a bunch of things. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, down, down, down over on Dynamite. <gasps> like you just you'll get the boys getting a reaction too. And it was like talking about AEW. It's like so you want to talk about AEW? Like I, I can give you some details on AEW. Like he'll play with that more. Not just like, all right, yeah, go on, go on down and tell me what happened right here when uh when when you decided to go on and face Chris Jericho here for that uh, AEW title. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're missing a point of the fact that Austin gets him talking about other things too, and and like I think he could get Cody more to talk about what it was like being the son of Dusty Rhodes. Like growing up a little oh, bit. Oh God! Anybody can do that. Anybody has. <laughs> but, but what you don't understand right, gonna, is my I'm daddy. If you'd rather listen He's to Pat, son of you, a plumber. You, okay, clearly I'm we're the at a grandson of a. Listen, I got this one. We got to move on. We got to move on. Let me just finish this. It's gonna be good. Clearly, we're at a crossroads here, and you would rather hear Pat McAfee's goons say what uh, than Austin. Get some, some serious uh, intel on, on wrestling. Let's move along to away from WWE. We talked a bunch of WWE what? today. Andrew's actually been full throttle on it and, and up on it. What? Uh, and it's actually been an interesting time. Andrew, Impact Wrestling. You finally feel like you're a fish back in water here. You can breathe again. Them gills are getting hey, a little look, bit of it's, oxidation. It's a thing I'm normally oxygenate. used to talking about. Yeah. Uh, multiverse, multiverse of matches happen. Yeah, it did. So that wasn't just Impact. It was a little bit of New Japan because Tomohiro Ishii was on it. It's a multiverse. A little bit of ROH. Multiverse, yes, just like Spider-Man. And it was was fun. Like, uh, I'll admit, I did not expect Chris Sabin to beat Jay White, but it was a great match. Alex Shelley and Mike Bailey, Speedball won that one. Chris Sabin, Chris Sabin, right? Yes. Saban and Shelley both do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, Motor City, know. babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you, you, you're close enough to understand the reference. I get you. Yeah, go. <laughs> close enough geographically. <laughs> we're not on restream yet. You. You, we're not, see, close you and within, you, you, know. you and Patrick O'Dowd love to do the same thing. You both love to react to my nonverbal reactions, which doesn't play we well. Yes, it's it fun because then you can just say something. No, but no one knows what happened yet. It, See, yeah, but sometimes if, I just like to relay. Restream, I, I... Guess what? This is called practice for restream. So <laughs> yeah, when everybody gets yeah, to see yeah. you being the problem is, is y'all been y'all been practicing you know, <laughs> and not saying words. Yo, they'll finally know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying. Y'all have been practicing for Restream before we had a thoughts of Restream. That's because YouTube has been a thing for as long as we've been a website. We just haven't really taken advantage of it. Sometimes I just want to send you, uh, you know. (laughs) Anyway, though. So, (laughs) it was a good show. Fabi Apache from Tripla showed up to challenge Diana Parazzo. And Diana won. Then Taya Valkyrie shows up to challenge her for the Reina de Reina's title at 
Rebellion. And uh, the main event was the Good Brothers versus the Briscoes. But due to the fact that the Briscoes, like three, four hours prior to that, had Supercard and had a big throwdown with FTR, Jay came in already kind of busted up with a bandage over his head. So the finish upset some people because it was a heel schmozzy shithead finish because Jay and Chris Bay showed up like after maybe 10 minutes and interfered and caused the Good Brothers to win when the Briscoes were supposed to kind of make a comeback possibly. So it was short. It wasn't the the epic tag match that everybody wanted, but it was a Bullet Club match. And you got to see a little bit of the Briscoes and they just went like 25 minutes, three hours ago. Like you really want to run them ragged? (laughs) Like what the fuck? The interesting thing is I wonder where they're going because AEW didn't sign them on because of stuff that Jay said apparently a couple years ago on Twitter. And if AEW didn't sign them, that means they're probably not staying in ROH because AEW owns ROH. So gotta wonder if the Briscoes are headed to Impact at any point soon, somewhere else, New Japan. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm going to say this. In the two things, ironically enough, that I'm going to say, NWA, <laughs> they just won the Crockett Cup. Sorry. They Sorry, just won the Crockett sense. Cup, so NWA makes some sense. But the one thing I'm going to say, and Andrew's going to gag even further because I'm just clouding myself more, they need more tag teams. Go to fucking MLW. Dude, Bo Dallas wouldn't go to MLW. That tells you about their pay scale. Stop it. I'm I think, just saying. I think there's plenty of money for the Briscoes to make on the independent scene. Like any, like even you know, whatever the levels are below MLW and NWA. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they. So do you not they, think they're gonna get a quote unquote major? Let, let's just call it a major. Don't let's not you know split uh, i think they're not getting a major contract and they're going to stick to indies are they the type of guys that if they don't get one of a couple major contracts they want that they'll be like fuck it we have we can set our own schedule we make enough money what's the point i mean they are they have their chicken farm they oh, make plenty of money probably but, off of farming and their other appearances so but i mean yeah they i, I mean i bet they can make six figures easy just doing indies Probably. Yeah, most likely. That's what I'm I was saying. just throwing it out there in case you thought there was one no, place that I, you'd like to see them or that I, fit their style. Yeah, I would love to. Well, it's been one of the matches I would, one of my, you know, favorite, uh, you know, fantasy matches of all time. I'd love to see the Usos and the Briscoes. But okay, WWE's not signing. Up I know. That's why games. that I understand. That's why I didn't want to bring it up. That's why I said I think it makes more sense for them to just set their own schedule. And maybe at some point after a little bit here, they get so big that they just do one-offs with all these different companies too to get a big, another bigger paycheck, right? Like they come into Impact, they come into NWA, they come into MLW, they do a trip to New Japan. Who knows what happens? No, that's fair. 
I, I was just trying to do the whole speculation mill on the majors because it was it's more fun that way. No, I understand. But fine. I just fine. You, you want to poo-poo on it and just have them be indie oh, superstars? No, I just meant the, what? The I'm, bing, I'm the just Michael saying. Bouncing my, motherfuckers. Bingo Hall Bouncing Briscoes. There we go. My question was, was, was say, what's more likely? NXT, they'll just be called like the Bush Crashers instead of the Bushwhackers. Oh. Oh, they look close enough like them. I think this like, is a kind of my my question more so honor? was is do they sign one of those contracts or do they stick with the indies? What do you guys think? Indies. I think they would sign probably with New Japan. My only problem is if New Japan signs them, I feel like they'd be on the U.S. leg, which I can't watch because that shit's trash. So basically, like, if they sign that contract, they'd be doing those dates and filling some big indies because they'd still be allowed to do it. It basically... Your solution is the indie tour because how many big New Japan shows they're gonna run the whole schedule with them? I mean, none of the none of the let's quote unquote majors outside of AEW and WWE, and even AEW doesn't count for this statement. Would tie them up constantly because AEW people still go out and do other things. They still show up in PWG or NEW or New Japan show here or there. They're they're not tied up for 240 days out of the year, however fucking many it is anymore. So, no, a but lot I of mean, wrestling is still a heavy indie tour. You me, just have a major home, so to speak, a home base, whatever you want to call it. I'm at least amount of conflict as well in all aspects. I mean, there is a little, not a lot of conflict when it comes down to it. No, it's the golden age like of I said, wanting to watch wrestling. You can watch it anywhere and everywhere, and there's all types of it all the time. All over the place. It's very easy to find it. The beauty of the internets. Yeah, either normal streaming or nefarious means. <laughs> oh, I said nefarious means, just you like uh, our shirt. You, you, you said the buzzword. Forward slash the cherish shop. Nefarious means. I'm pretty sure Chris Platt had that when he was over at Mania. We'll get his insight on that later on, obviously, on shows. But nefarious means all of the chair shot stuff that you see, the original shirts. Hell, I know we mentioned it before. I still have one of the uh Platt Blast 2020 shirts on me right now. Sadly, that's defunct, much to Tony's happiness. But you can find all this and more on the ChairShot side of ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash ChairShot. And if you use Spring 22, this is going on now until Monday, you will get 20% off your order over $150 or just 30% off New Japan. Well, there you go. Did we want to touch on Samoa Joe before we move on? You're really big on touching on people lately. Is it yeah, consensual it at least? Touchy feel. Ellie, I know I have the mustache going on. Like, bad touch Cody Rhodes? Who wants a mustache ride? Ooh, I do, I do, I do. What movie? We're not allowed to reference him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Super's from Super Troopers, guys. Oh, I know it is, but that's not the only person that would be known as who wants a mustache ride in the wrestling world. Oh... Um... Uh, Did you forget about that? I was just referencing. That was Super the intro Troopers. to his song, and yeah. that was ROH. What you're supposed to be the sexpert about? No, because you know, I hated it for so long. I was about to say sexpert. We ain't talking about Rhett Titus. We, we could be. <laughs> he was ROH. Shit. 
Okay, yeah. Now it's I, I had to drop something because Andrew actually mentioned something about ROH. I mentioned it a couple of times. He mentioned Samoa Joe. It's not like he just showed up at the buffet. Like, what the fuck? We know where he showed up. Yeah, he showed up on at the end of Supercard of Honor. Apparently some shenanigans poop happens. Uh, hopefully he can Gresham stay healthy the, for more than 10 minutes. There we go. Gresham won the ROH world title, so he's... Mm-hmm. Suzuki won a belt. That doesn't matter Suzuki, because who gives a fuck? Yeah. FTR won the tag titles against the Briscoes because they don't against have a jet. Yep, yep. And then yeah, Greg Gresham beat Bandito just like you said. And apparently some shenanigans happened after the game. Game. The game. Match. Match. I need a drink. Volleyball. Four. Game point set. Yeah. Shut up. Anyway, mm. so after the match, I believe it was Jay Lethal came out and tried to be like, "Oh, congrats, buddy." Gresham wasn't having it. A scuffle happened, and then uh, the longest reigning Ring of Honor World Champion returns home. Congratulations to him, and like I said, I hope you can stay healthy for more than 10 minutes. Super Trooper is here. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. <clears throat> hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? No! Oh. You're about shenanigans, right? Put those away! Why should you visit thechairshot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, folks. One last thing before we leave this week here on Pod is War. Myself, PC Tunney, AJ Belaz, Andrew Belaz here, Chairshot Radio Network. We lost Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, 50 years old. The band was on tour in Columbia, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he was found dead in his hotel room. The early toxicology reports, there were 12 different substances found um, from various medications to other alleged substances but nonetheless the Foo Fighters are just maybe the last great American rock band in my opinion I think is how I summed it up on Bandwagon Nerds when we talked about it I think that's where we talked about it but uh what were your guys' thoughts when you heard about this? Because this is uh, this is someone everybody kind of knows. I mean, this is this is kind of a, one of a, a. He was fifty. Yeah, I was honestly just surprised because he's so young and he never really looked like he was. Well, can't say ill or it never looked like there was an issue that could have caught up with him. I'll say it that way. Is that he? He's usually he was usually the the smiley, happy-go-lucky kind of the one of the band. Like everybody remembers the videos where he'd, you know, put on the wigs, be a little, little funnier than than Grohl, and 
he was just the life of the party that you could usually infer from videos and stuff like that. And to find out that very possibly it was just an overdose, accidental, it's it's rough. And honestly, my biggest takeaway and one of the first thoughts I had was just that's it's got to suck for Grohl because like two people that were extremely close to him, Hawkins more so than Cobain because more years invested in, you know, he was older. So it was a different kind of relationship, but the, he was taken at a young age due to let's just call it outside circumstances. And it's, I wonder what that does to his like, mental state when it comes to things and where where it's going to lead him in life when it comes to music or if he's just going to kind of hang it up for a little bit or take some time away or how that works because that's that can't be easy on him being at the center of two prolific you know deaths yeah I mean without a doubt it, it like like you guys said Everyone knows him. He's the he's usually the fun loving guy in the band. He's usually the one that's having the most fun and everything. And yeah, I mean uh usually when we go into work, Andrew and I, there's we usually listen to a rock station and when that came up it was like, wait, what happened? Like they they were talking about everything. They didn't they obviously didn't say what happened because you know, it's radio. But it was it was just a shock. And I'm pretty sure that's where uh, Andrew got it from, where they brought it up. Where I was like, Grohl has to not be okay. Like, everything's got to be affecting him drastically when it comes to all of this. Again, with Nirvana and now this. So it's it's ultimately sad. Sadly, it does happen, and it's shit. Especially when he's as prolific as everyone knows. Everyone says he is. Everyone knows who he is. Not just not just the drummer for the Foo Fighters. Everyone knows who he is. Everyone sees him as the goofy guy, the fun guy, the guy who usually makes a smile and makes everyone else smile. So it just sucks. There's there's nothing really much to say off of that. I would say the Foo Fighters, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Green Day, like the the last you know, great American rock bands that the Foo Fighters really ring home to me, like for that. Um, RHCP is a little more funk and, and, and jazz in there. And then, you know, to me, like Green Day is, is not really an American sound. It's more of a British pop, uh, British. Um, well, it's punk. Uh, British, punk British, influence. more of a British punk sound. Exactly. I hear more, yes. you know, um, Sex Pistols. Clash, Ramones, Sex Pistols, yes. Exactly, yes, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. I know what you're getting at. (laughs) um, But those three, definitely, I mean, you know, (laughs) if that comes to town and someone's like, here's tickets, you're going, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, all right. It was definitely not something I had on my bingo card this year. R.I.P. to Taylor Hawkins, and uh, we'll see what the future holds for you know, the Foo Fighters, whether or not, uh, what, what they're going to do moving forward if they're with the band and, and then the rest of the members and what they're going to do with their lives. So, um, very sad, very sad. 
What is not sad, though, is the fact that we will be returning again next week, and we're always happy that everybody listens to us here on Pod is War. Uh, gentlemen, let's take it home this week. You can follow me at PC Tony on Twitter and Facebook. You can follow this show right there at Pod is War. No underscores anymore. Uh, com forward slash the chair shot. Andrew? Yeah, you can uh, follow me on the Twitter at IWC Warchief. You can uh, catch review articles on thechairshot.com of Impact, possibly starting to get into maybe Japanese wrestling again, because, I don't know, it's got to get better. Maybe the uh, Okada Sabre main event, maybe I'll I'll start with that show, and then we'll go from there for New Japan. He's just trying to fight becoming a WWE fan. AJ, quick, hurry before he responds. Uh, you can follow me all over this worldwide social media interwebs at phenomenal AJB, AJB in all caps. Hey, we somewhat talked about it here. WrestleMania. I did both day reviews on there on the chairshot.com. You can follow this podcast at pod is war, no spaces. And you can find Tony and I actually on Saturdays at the podcast known as DWI. So, I mean, without further ado, Tony, this was your turn to uh, actually get some songs going. So, yeah, where, where's your cute segue into the song? Yeah, I was about. To, I I did the cute. Get yeah, the ball you're the only it. one. I can't really segue into anything. Like, I I can't be a believer. No, it's not a believer. If, if, you, if you picked like Uptown Funk, we're not gonna talk about like Uptown Girl. Like, it's close, but it's not correct. So, like, come on, get get cute with it. Come right, on, let out, well, throwing I, a monkey wrench. I, if we're mentioning I, the Foo Fighters? No, 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 no. That was um, not the best of you or from you, Adam, no. <laughs> <laughs> this Man, is one of my uh, personal uh, favorite Foo Fighters song to end the show. Rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. We will miss you. Searching for something, something never comes, never leads to nothing, nothing satisfies, but I'm getting close, closer to the prize at the end of the rope. All night long, a dream of the day, when it comes around and it's taken away, leaves me with the feeling that I feel the most, feel it come to life when I see your ghost. Chairshot.com. Always use your head.